Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. of G. Washington's Coffee bring you a story from the Sherlock Holmes series of mystery dramas. This week's adventure is an adaptation of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's story entitled The Final Problem. Remember as you listen to it that G. Washington solves your daily coffee problem just as surely as Holmes solves his famous mystery. At the end of the program, we have a brief announcement about Dr. Watson and his friend Sherlock Holmes. Please listen for it. And that opening paragraph, as always, leads us to Dr. Watson's comfortable, hospitable study. Well, there's a blazing fire and a steaming cup of G. Washington coffee to welcome you. Here it is, Mr. Bell, made it. You came up the steps. Thank you, Dr. Watson. <laughs> you know, a good cup of coffee always seems to me to be the very essence of hospitality. You name me a better coffee than G. Washington's, Mr. Bell. Go ahead, name me one. Ah, <laughs> oh, but seriously, G. Washington's isn't just another brand of coffee. It's really entirely different. It not only has a perfect flavor, but it's the easiest coffee to fix. Just a teaspoonful in the cup, add hot water. Incidentally, you never make more than you're going to use, so that makes it economical, too. Right, Mr. Bell. I suppose I'll begin my story. Fine. What's it to be this time? How about another tussle between Holmes and Professor Moriarty? Excellent. Always gives me plenty of first-class shudders to meet that individual. Well, tonight's story deals with Holmes' efforts to break up one of his most unpleasant schemes. A uh, racket, we call it today. And did he succeed? Oh, no, Mr. Bell, that's putting the cart before the horse. <laughs> the affair began with a series of curious disappearances from St. Anthony's Hospital. Well, what disappeared, Dr. Watson? People or things? They were corpses, or perhaps I should say cadavers. Oh, no. Before I go any farther, perhaps I should explain that St. Anthony's is a medical school and hospital combined. I myself took my course in anatomy and dissection inside its venerable walls. Sir Lionel Greatlake, the head of the staff, was an old friend of mine. We cursed our internship in the same hospital. To make a long story short, I, I received a frantic communication from Sir Lionel begging me to persuade Holmes to come straight to the hospital. I remember that night perfectly. A particularly nasty pea super had settled down over London. Literally feeling our way, we crept along the embankment till we sensed rather than saw the grey walls of St. Anthony's looming up ahead. <laughs>
good wish, however, that he was a better professor. No, no, no good at teaching, eh? Well, it didn't matter. It's his temper. He can be devilish nasty. And let him catch one of the lads with an instrument bent out of place. <laughs> it's a phobia with him, Mr. Holmes. A place for everything and everything in its place. <laughs> Just young Potter says he's going to write before ladies, even. Oh, this is the door through which the thief escaped, I think. Yes, and I, I bolted it on the inside. You can see. Uh, I think I've seen all there is to see. Found anything, Holmes? Yes, yes. There's what you might call an overabundance of clues. Too many to permit of any intelligent deduction. Uh, what do you mean? Well, 14 sets of fingerprints, for instance. And in the dust, under that operating table alone, I found shreds of five different types of tobacco. We have a trade Mrs. Tutt is getting careless again. Oh, she's the cleaning woman, Mr. Holmes. And Dr. Lacey is always complaining that she's inefficient. Well, well, Mr. Holmes, if you've finished your investigation, perhaps you can advise us how we should act in this matter. Now, before I do that, suppose we come to an understanding. Would you be satisfied merely to stop the theft, or do you want to know who is responsible for the missing corpses? We must find out everything, Mr. Holmes. Who and what and how and why. A mystery of any kind is most demoralizing for a hospital. Well, in that case, we should do nothing further. Oh, we should do nothing further tonight. But aren't you going to, uh, to set a watch on this? We hear the criminal wouldn't show up. You may take my word, Mr. Lionel. The man who has been stealing your cadavers is thoroughly acquainted with the workings of this hospital. Look here, Mr. Holmes. If we don't set a guard on this room, he may steal this body, too. I sincerely hope so. Well, no use making things too easy for him. At least we can put the body back in the cabinet. Unfortunately, that won't be possible. We can't open it. The cabinet has a spring lock. The thief slammed it after him. Oh, dear, dear. What will Lacey say when he finds this corpse out here in the morning? Oh, I don't think there's much danger of that, Sir Lionel. Really, Mr. Holmes, I'm, I'm disappointed. I, I must say I hope you will be more helpful. Hmm. Well, there's one thing we can do for you before we leave, eh, Watson? No, Watson. Well, we can make up for Mrs. Tutt's deficiencies. Uh, if you'll get us a couple of old rags to Lionel, I think Watson and I can go over this room in no time. Oh, you've gone out there, Not at all, my dear Watson. Not at all. It's most important that everything should be neat and tidy. Dissipated all the fog. Now, what's the idea of rousing a chap out of his nice warm bed and the streets still deserted? Very depressing, if you ask me. The important thing, my dear Watson, is in setting a trap is to collect your catch before anyone else does. Oh, yes, they know me. Hello, hello. Sir Lionel seems to be having a bit of an argument with someone on the set. And I'll be put off this schedule by getting through the detectives, you see. I'm going home now, Mr. Dr. Lacey's resting. But I'll be back. And when I do, I'm going to clean that room. Oh, but Mrs. Cutler, I assure you that... I want you off to be put in charge. Everyone knows routine is what keeps them off the run-in. Uh, uh, oh, what, Mr. Holmes? I didn't see you. Uh, come in. What's the matter? You come if you want, I'd like to know. I'll tell you why you... What? Here, I uh, beg your pardon. I'm not to be put off the schedule. I'll tell you that. Yes, that was Mrs. Clutter. Yes, I gather. A bit of a termagant, eh, Leo? Red hair. Fairly <laughs> blazing. Oh, come in, come in. <coughs> Sorry to give you such a stormy welcome, but I just caught Mrs. Clutch about to clean up the laboratory. I suppose you want to take another look at the place. If it's convenient. Yes, yes, of course, of course. Follow me. Uh, I, uh, I wonder why the sudden burst of energy on Mrs. Tutbart. The Dr. Lacey may have been putting the screws on. Yes, they get along like cat and dog, but, but didn't I just hear her say that she was going home to fix him his breakfast? Yes. You see, Dr. Lacey is Mrs. Tutt's car, not her. But surely, if they get on each other's nerves, as they seem to... Yes, it's a bit difficult to understand, I admit, but... Oh, I suppose Lacey hesitates to move. He's 
He's really very comfortable, and he's given a lot of improvements, cupboards and things of that sort. And I've told you how he is. A place for everything and everything in its place. Moreover, Mrs. Crust is a first-class cook, and Lacey, <laughs> he's a good feeder. Well, Lacey, I wouldn't push the old girl too far. I'd be afraid of finding poison in the coffee some bright morning. Well, here's your laboratory, Mr. Holmes. After you, gentlemen. <laughs> Looks about the same as it did last night. I could be able to judge better after I've gone over the place with my microscope. But you said yourself there were too many fingerprints and things. Well, why do you suppose I insisted on those rags last night, eh? Oh, of course. Yeah. Rubbing out those prints. Oh, marvelous, my dear Watson, marvelous. The old brain is actually functioning this early in the morning. Now, now, let's see what the bag. Hmm. Oh, here, here. Here's the sleeping stroke of a mop. The very mop that has been standing in the corner. Here, here, yes, yes, here are the imprints of a heavy hand on the edge of this table. Note the unusual walls on the left hand middle finger, like a question mark. Those must be Mrs. Cutter's fingerprints. She was just about to start dusting the table when I caught her. Yes, the prints on the mark and on the table are identical. Well, 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 that seems to be all the evidence against Mrs. Cutter. I got her out as quickly as I could. Holmes, I say, Holmes, Carl, corpse, gone. Uh, I wondered how soon you noticed that. The corpse has been stolen. But uh, what did you expect? Huh? <laughs> Sorry to contradict you, Mr. Holmes, but uh, the cloth has been put back in the cabinet. Oh, indeed. Yes. As a matter of fact, it slipped my mind. I should have mentioned it sooner. Seems Dr. Lacey dropped in late last night and insisted on putting the cadaver back in the cabinet. Nothing the night watchman could say would dissuade him. And I told you about his mania for order last night, Mr. Holmes. Now, these are doubtless his fingerprints, then, here on the lock and around this panel of the cabinet. Oh, yes. Typical surgeon's hand. Long, sensitive fingers, but strong. Tips like these, specialists. Yes, that's later, right enough. But, Holmes, aren't you going to look inside the cabinet? Well, I suppose we might as well, if Sir Lionel can provide us with the key. Certainly, certainly. Uh, Lacey left his with the night watch for a minute. Here we are. By Jove, the corpse is missing. Yes, I gathered it might be. Well, now, now let's see if we can find anything further in the room itself. Ah, here we are, here we are. Prince of the third set of fingers. Yes, yes, yes. He came in here earlier than Lacey. And those fingerprints of the doorknob. First this individual, then Lacey, and finally, Mrs. Flood. All nicely superimposed, one over the other. Hey, Holmes, this is fascinating, almost as exciting as a scientific experiment. Yes, yes, this third individual, and not any too steady. Ah, here, here he stumbled and had to put his hand out to break himself. Here's a nice print here on the wall. Hmm. He moves over to this jar of alcohol. He removes the cover, then he puts it back again. Here, here he staggers out. You mean he was intoxicated? Beautifully, beautifully. Yes, but I don't understand. Why in thunder did he come poking around, round here in the middle of the night? Well, what, have you no recollection of your own green salad days? Didn't you ever sneak a bit of uh, laboratory's alcohol to help out a celebration that has suddenly gone dry? Well, one of the students, eh? Any idea which one, Mr. Holmes? Well, I think I can make a guess, but I don't intend to. The boy isn't mixed up in this body snatching. The corpse was here when he left. His prints are under laces on the doorknob. Oh, I, I just thought I'd skip in and polish up my instruments before those pictures get... I, I think it's one thing. Before Dr. Lacey gets to look at me. I'll come back later. Well, not all, not all. Come right in, come right in. We're just leaving. Mr. Holmes, we haven't discovered anything. Oh, but we have, what we have. We know for sure that either Lacey or Mrs. Clutch is involved in this business. Possibly both. Yes, yes, sir. I suggest we go to pay the Clutch menage a visit. Well, I'll be glad to take you over myself. What are you... You look a bit fagged this morning. Uh, I'm all right, sir. It's a little dish, that's all. Well, don't let it get you down. Come along, Watson. So, uh, Miss Potter. Yes, sir. Uh, they tell me tomato juice is an excellent antidote for raw alcohol. <laughs> 
that's uh, Mrs. Cutts' place over there. The, the house with the white shutters. Look at that crowd of people standing, gawking out in front. Say, looks like something's happened. Yes, yes. There's my favorite watchdog of the law, Inspector Lestrade of Cotton Yard, standing in the doorway, looking important. <laughs> oh, hello, hello, Lestrade. What's up, eh? Uh, plenty. A woman by the name of Clutton just murdered her lodger, Dr. Lacey. Yeah, I told you she'd do it, Sunday. Mm, any unusual details? No, open and shut case. First she stabs him with a kitchen knife, then she throws the body, clothes and all, into a vat of nitric acid this bloke was keeping in his dressing room. Indeed. Any objections if I come in and take a look around? Mm, all right. But I tell you, this case is open and shut. But come in, come in. Body's in first room, head of the stairs. It's not nice, but if you want to look, go ahead. I got to stay here. Oh, thanks, thanks. It's a vile odor. Chemical smell, plus something else. No, that'll be the acid. Look out, look out. Stairs are dark. You hear that noise? Like something bubbling and fine? Yes, yes, that's the acid. The working on the body. Of course. That smell is acid and fat dissolving. Right. <laughs> yes, that must be the room. Oh, good morning, Jenkins. Jenkins, good morning. The slide set you here to guard the body, eh? Yes, sir. Mm. Oh, Jenkins, Jenkins, I think you might open another window. Get a draft through here. Yes, sir. Now, Watson, uh, if you'll bring me that jug labeled olive oil, you may as well stop the action of this acid. You're right. Yes, sir. Pour it right into the tub. Hmm. As Estrade said, the remains are not exactly attractive. I wonder, Sir Lionel, if you could uh, bring yourself to uh, to identify Dr. Lacey. Certainly, Mr. Holmes. I'm a medical man. I'm quite used to... She's uh... uh, rather horrible. Face almost entirely eaten away. And with the dark hair, what was left of it, and the clothes and that ring, he never could get it off his little finger. Yes, yes, I think we may safely say that it's lacy for the whole. Oh, Jenkins, how was he killed? Kitchen knife on the table there. Mrs. Clut's fingerprints plain as day. <laughs> so Lestrade's been persuaded the, the value of fingerprints, eh? There, there, there. The world does progress. Yes, yes, yes. These are Mrs. Clut's prints, all right. Why didn't you go and get your dear? I didn't kill him. He was dead when I come in. He was dead, okay? Uh, Johnny, just a moment. I'd like to ask this uh, this lady a few questions. He was dead when I found him. Is it likely I'd have called in the police if I did it? Oh, you called in the police. Well, that she did. Leaning out the window, screaming bloody murder. Well, any idea who could have killed Dr. Lacey, Mrs. Clutch? No, sir. I gave you no all night. On account of my sister's having a baby, I went straight from her place to the hospital. Oh, you had any chance to check up on that, Lestrade? Oh, that's straight enough. But she'd been home at least 20 minutes before she called the police. Time to murder half a dozen doctors. I didn't do it, Lestrade. Now, you know, Lestrade, it's just possible that Mrs. Clutch may be right. Huh? You see, it would take several hours for acid to dissolve the corpse as far as this. What of it? Her fingerprints are on the knife. That's enough for me. Hers and no one else. And why shouldn't me fingerprints be on that knife? It's my own kitchen knife, ain't it? Well, that knife, uh, suppose you look at it again. Now, watch in blaze it good. Now, notice the order of the fingerprints, for instance. Thumb and forefinger near the blade end of the handle. Now, uh, suppose, suppose you take this pocket knife of mine and uh, and pretend to stab me with it. Now, this is just a lot of... Oh, all right. There, now, you see? Notice the way you hold it? Thumb against the outer end, little finger next to the blade. In other words, the grip for using a knife for kitchen work and for stabbing are exactly reversed. Dr. Lacey was not stabbed with this knife at all. It was put here by someone to incriminate Mrs. Clutch. Yes, but if she didn't do it, who did? Someone who wanted to get rid of her. You any idea who that could have been, Mrs. Clutch? No, sir. That I haven't. The only person mean enough to do a thing like this is that son of a gun, Lacey. And he's dead now, Lord rest his soul. Oh, dearie me, it's not bad enough having a murder in my own house. And then losing my best lodger. But the police have to go accusing me on top of it all. Clutch is not. I'll never get another tenant of these rooms. 
All that is so much froth, my dear Mrs. Tuck, compared to the real danger you're in. What's that? The murderer. He's still at large. And he isn't exactly fond of you. I think I'll just drop in from time to time to make sure you haven't been murdered in your bed. Is in danger. Obviously, Watson. Obviously, come follow. Why didn't she answer the bell? Anything happened? Oh, yes, yes. Here she comes. Oh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Please step inside. I'd have come to the door sooner, but I was upstairs cleaning out Dr. Lacey's suite. Would you believe it? I've got a tenant. You Contains all the proof that I need. On it, 
is a set of fingerprints which is identical with some on the cabinet door in the laboratory of St. Anthony's. And those fingerprints are known to be Dr. Lacey's. Oh, it's magnificent. Oh, elemental. Elemental. elemental, my dear Watson, elemental. That's the end of the story, Mr. Bell. But Dr. Watson, didn't the man ever confess? He did better than that. He offered to show up Moriarty. But when they came to take down his testimony, he was found dead on his prison cot. Obviously, more of Moriarty's work. There's one thing I don't understand. Why didn't he take the same way out as the businessman? Surely he could have doctored some corpse up so it looked like himself. He could have, Mr. Bell, but that's where human nature comes in. He hated Mrs. Clutz, so he wanted to implicate her. It was his big mistake. <laughs> well, that certainly is a fascinating story, Dr. Watson. Now, now to get back to something where there are never any mistakes. I know what you're hinting at now. Another cup of G. Washington coffee. Yes, indeed. Dr. Watson, have you ever stopped to consider how much the word economy has come to mean to Americans during the last couple of years? It's come to mean more to me, too. I have to save on a lot of things I never thought about before. How do you do it, Dr. Watson? Does it mean giving up all the good things in life and using cheaper quality? Not at all, Mr. Bell. I still keep to the good things, but I'm a little more careful how I use them. More satisfaction in being a little careful with good things, you know, than in putting up with poor quality. Oh, by the way. <laughs> what is it, Dr. Watson? You're, you're chuckling over something now. It's only fair to tell what it is. <laughs> well, a, a lot of people have been taking a lesson from Sherlock Holmes, Mr. Bell. They've, they've been drawing deductions. About what? About my book of Sherlock Holmes stories, Mr. Bell. They've been observant enough to notice the little number one on the back of the volume, and they want to know if there are going to be other books with more stories in them later on. I'm afraid I'm not very observant, Dr. Watson. I never noticed that little one. And are there going to be more stories? I'm sure, Mr. Bell. I've been talking it over with Mr. Washington. But just in case there are, I want everybody to get volume one right away so they won't be left when the first edition runs out and be unable to make up their complete set. That's right, too. We'll have to warn them about that. Especially with that economy we were talking about. It's worthwhile getting a really good book for nothing. But what about G. Washington? Is that economy? Of course it is. You know a Sherlock Holmes story about the rich old mustard manufacturer, don't you? I know, Dr. Watson. I can't say that I do. Sure, it's a good story. It applies to saving money on coffee, too. It seems a smart young man, who thought he was smart anyway, asked the mustard king if he really made all his money out of the little bit of mustard people use on their food. And what did he say? He said no. He made most of it out of the mustard people leave on their plates. Not just the way it is with coffee, or ordinary coffee, anyway. You mean the real expense is not what you drink, but what you waste. Exactly, and that's where G. Washington saves. There's no way. You only make what you want, and yet you can have all you want. Well, that sounds like economy, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Watson and I want you to test G. Washington economy. Get a four-ounce can right away. Don't be afraid of the size of the can or the price. G. Washington is economical because it ends weight. And as a special inducement, why, Dr. Watson will give you one of his books of seven Sherlock Holmes stories. Just print your name and address on the back of a label from your four-ounce can and send it to Morristown, New Jersey. You will receive, without cost, a handsome Duke's book with a gold profile of Holmes on the cover and a picture of Dr. Watson as a frontispiece. In that way, you'll have the satisfaction of proving to yourself that G. Washington won't wreck your family budget and of getting a handsome book of Sherlock Holmes stories for nothing. Please note down the address, Morristown, New Jersey. And send in that four-ounce can label right away so you won't be left without volume one if the good doctor persuades Mr. Washington to wish him volume two. Now, Dr. Watson. What about next week's story? Next week, I'm going to tell you the story of a man 20 years older than his bride and how death came to Rose Hill. And now, in answer to numerous requests, we want to announce that the Sherlock Holmes program has been on the air for three years. 
The part of Sherlock Holmes is played by Richard Gordon. That of Dr. Watson by Lee Lovell. Neither Mr. Gordon nor Mr. Lovell play the part of a detective and his doctor friend in any other program. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.